Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Can we believe this? Health Checkup is back. It is January 2021. We sure missed you guys last week, but we needed to take a moment to regroup for this year. Um, We were sitting around discussing all the wonderful topics we wanted to do as a team. And we're like, okay, we got 50 weeks because, you know, we may take two off. And um, I think we came up with about 150 topics for everybody. (laughs) So we're super excited that we have two guest speakers with us today. So I don't want to delay. So welcome, everybody, to Health Checkup. Your team today is Jay. Hey, Jay. Hello. Very good. (laughs) When I researched this subject about balance and I was looking on the Internet, I found this article about with horses and how it can help. And Jenny here is here to help us with this. Now, hey, that's pretty cool. Get it? Hey, for horse. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> I didn't practice that one very You're well. Just did so we? clever. It must be what's one of those nightmares. <laughs> Stop well, horsing Jenny, around. Um, oh, right, right. So we're super excited about today. And we've got Darrow with us as well. And Darrow, who's, who's going to be talking about um, balance from your side? Uh, Leslie Spoon's going to be talking about balance from a, a, a yoga and just a, an average person perspective and what you can do uh, to worry about your balance and, and perhaps improve it a little bit. Yes, Leslie Spoon, Mrs. She is so wonderful. It, we should have, guess what day of the week Leslie Spoon does not have something to help us with balance call. Um, she is everywhere, really helping us keep moving. So real quick, before we get started with our guest, I just want to explain to you guys um, the importance of balance. And when we're vision impaired, blind, suddenly lose their fin- vision, high partial, low partial, um, the ones that have advantage in the situations are the ones that have had no sight because they never developed the cognitive, the brain, cerebral um, connective that has to occur with the eyes, the inner ear, the muscles, and the joints to all work together to create balance. So when they were learning to move and get used to their surroundings, they never had that complete system of intricate communication between the eyes and the cerebellum and the inner ear and all that to work together. So those of us that have sight or those low vision, high vision, and then we transitioned into totals, we had to gain all these skills to compensate for our vision loss. So As most of you guys know, I only lost my vision about three years ago, and I was amazed of how many trips and falls I was doing because how quickly I lost my sight in six hours. And I thought this call would be very beneficial and very helpful as I, being in the medical field, wanted to find out why I was having so much problems because my house didn't change. My doors were always in the same place, but I kept running into them. It was like I was... You know, in a Harry Potter uh, movie where the stairs were moving and the walls were moving. So it was very comforting to find out 
that as time would go on, I would improve my balance by a four-letter word, M-O-V-E. The more I moved, the more I understood where my presence is, and the more I became aware, the more I walked, the more I exercised. And as most of you guys know, I love to dance. So dance is a good way to stay flexible, get the inner ear to work with the other muscles and tendons and your facial and your cerebellum to not have to depend on the eyes anymore. So that's what the good news is. So I'm going to turn it over to Jay. And I thought I heard a hand up. Did I hear a hand up? Yes. Ann Smith has a hand up. Okay. Okay. Pam, what's your question? Ann. A-N-N. Oh, Good Ann. afternoon. Ann. Hello. Hey, hey Ann. We're, we just got started. Yes. You're, I highly yeah. agree with what you're saying. Um, I'm so glad that we should have more fall prevention because especially now with Corona, I'm trying to do everything I can do to not have any kind of accidents. And also a basic working knowledge of first aid really does go a long way. Anyway, what can we do as uh, ACB participants to, like if, if we feel like our landlord or property management um, is not providing um, appropriate safety precautions that could cause people to fall? Um, well, that is an excellent question, Ann, and I really appreciate you bringing that question. Um, can I hold on? We've got two presenters today. Sure. We're going to present, and then I will be glad if we happen to run out of time when we're on the stream, I will stay after and make sure I answer that question. So I'm not talking about just for us participants, but if we have people coming in and out of our homes, you know, they could they could fall and really hurt themselves. And yeah, no, we can. You know, I'll give so you some recommendations on what to okay. do with ADA compliance with, because it depends. Okay. okay. So, Anne, Thanks. thank you so much. And um, I promise you we'll get to your question as soon as we get through our okay. presentation of balance. But very thank good you. points brought up. Okay, Jay, let's get Jenny. Giddy up, horsey. Let's go. <laughs> Is Jenny still here? I am still here. Good. All of the, uh, the good puns. So Can you explain a little bit about hor uh, uh, horseback riding? Because I know that there's some do's and don'ts. Like, for, um, I was going to have my son do it, but unfortunately, he um, uses oxygen uh, liquefied. And I know if you tip it over, it'll make a weird sound. Um, and if you can explain some of the different information about horseback riding, it'd be great. Love to, love to. And, um, and Ali was talking about moving and awareness. And I, I think that's a really good segue into riding just because you get so many opportunities to practice moving and, and practice balancing on the horse. Not to mention it brings a little bit of awareness to, um, to your body and how it all works. So I'm Jenny Deck and I am program manager and certified riding instructor at a, an equine assisted therapy program for children and adults with disabilities. And of course that includes vision loss. Um, we're a nonprofit, and we serve over 200 students with a variety of programs, including therapeutic riding, which I'll talk about a little bit today, and hippotherapy, which if you need a topic in the future, hippotherapy is um, the physical therapist working with the horse's movement and a client, um, and that's very, very directed, just as it would be in the physical therapist's office. Uh, we also have carriage driving and programs for PTSD and, and youth with crime. 
let me jump into what the horse brings to the table. And if I don't cover Jay's questions, you can ask me questions when I'm done. Sound like a plan? Yeah, thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you, Jay. So the horse has three-dimensional movement in their back, up, down, side to side, forward and back. And that's what the human pelvis does when we're walking. So right there when you get on the horse, you're having to make a bunch of postural shifts to allow your body to move with the horse. And this is um, helping with trunk control and helping with balance. And um, having the instructor there, while you're on the horse moving, the instructor can give you points on um, and being centered and and finding your balance a little bit better. And we can also use the horse to, to help with that. So between the instructor and the horse, you can get all kinds of physical input. And you have to remember you're not... Well, you don't have to remember because it's pretty obvious, but you don't have your feet and your ankles to balance from. So now it's all coming from your trunk and your seat on the back of a horse. And you combine that with the riding instruction, and it gives you this awesome opportunity to improve coordination and uh, proprioceptive sense and trunk strength and balance and all those wonderful things. One of the things we teach on the horses is... um, To ride, you have to separate out all your body parts. So your legs might be doing one thing while your pelvis is following the horse's movement and your trunk is doing something else. And then your hands are holding the reins and steering the horse and doing something else completely. So you can imagine the coordination that you're going to gain by learning those skills. And something I think people don't think about very much is riding is about relaxing into that fluid movement. So me as an instructor, I'm going to be doing exercises and things with my riders to help them better follow the horse's movement. And by helping them better follow the horse's movement, they're going to better stay and learn where center is and, um, and get more experience and practice at balancing. So then also go ahead. When uh, somebody who's uh, born blind, that they tend to either keep their head down or keep their head up. How does that also help too? Because you were, because um, you're talking about the different parts, and that's what brought my mind to that. Yeah. Um, to to so riding skills and and to be able to do, to um, to work your best with a horse, I'm going to be teaching you posture, and I'm going to be helping you find where your head needs to be, and the horse is going to give us feedback too. So if you're leaning back a little bit too far, or if your head is raised and that's going to put your weight further back on your seat bones, you can even do that in your chair right now. You can feel that little shift in your seat bones when you lean your head back. Well, the horses are really dialed into that. Um, especially if I put you in a bareback pad, they feel that little bit of rock in the seat bones. We've got one mare that's just going to stop. And then we can address why did she stop? What, what does it feel like in your body right now? How about we try leaning forward a little bit? So now your head is balanced a little better over your spine and over your seat bones. And now your horse is going to cooperate and be a little happier. Well, that's great. Yeah, it's pretty great. That helps keep you more in balance and in tune. Your horse is more in tune with you about your body. Exactly. So you've got the motivation of wanting to communicate better with your horse. And you've got the instructor coaching you along to find how to better communicate with your horse. And all of that is going to be coming from your own coordination, balance, body awareness, how you're using yourself in the saddle. And, um, and we start as young as, as two. So we can take little kids, have a leader leading the horse. We can have sidewalkers helping um, little kids balance. And we can do all kinds of fun exercises with them. We can put them up prone on their stomachs. We can turn them around and have them ride backwards. Um, and then 
even with the older riders who might not be doing positional changes, we can do exercises like stop the horse where you have to use your trunk to keep from falling forward, say, and then start the horse kind of abruptly. And, and once again, you're using your trunk to keep you moving with the horse. So you can see it's all kind of about movement and practicing. And then you've got the, um, the motivation of, of the horse. And keeping your balance. And keeping in, your balance. In line. And then there's the plus that you're developing a relationship with an animal that doesn't judge you oh, and that can mirror yeah. what you're thinking. And it's nice too, because you can come in to the lesson with whatever baggage you bring. But once you are around the horse, um, we are going to coach you to be a little bit more present because the horses are so aware when you're not present and you can really see the body language or you can really feel that body language in the horses change. As you become more aware, as a matter of fact, we um, we have one horse who people walk past him when he's in the hallway and and he's not happy about it. He's got an attitude. But if he the student and the instructor take a minute, just do some breathing, some deep breathing and really focus on the horse, then he relaxes and he's OK. <laughs> and well, I was I was... Going... Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, Jenny. I was going to say um, I was going to take a minute to walk us through a little writing lesson kind of in our imagination. That'd be great. More than riding. So if we all put our little um, imaginative helmets on, we are arriving at the barn, Sebastian at the barn. So we're getting out of the car. We're outside. Sebastian's in the middle of a state park. So all you're going to hear are birds, the occasional horse calling to you. You're outside and it's it's just wonderful right from the get-go. You're surrounded by all the horses quietly in their fields. And then we're going to take you into the barn. You're going to meet your horse. So I'm going to show you how to meet your horse. And you're going to meet your horse by walking up to his shoulder and touching him. And you two are going to get to know each other by you running your hands over him. You're going to learn how he conveys what he's thinking. Because you'll feel if his head is up and his muscles are tight, you can feel if he's holding his breath. And if his ears are pricked forward, as we say, then you're getting that information that he's definitely not paying attention to you. He's looking out the door and there's something out there. But what's really awesome is as you go along, you feel them start to relax their muscles. Maybe you'll hear them take a big breath and let it out with a big sigh. And you know they're relaxing, their head's coming down. You can feel all these things while you're working around them and um, develop your ability to read the feedback they're giving you. Oh, and then, all right, so we're doing a lesson. Now we're, we're grooming the horse. We're getting more feedback about what the horse likes about what you're doing. When you're, when we're grooming, we have one hand on the horse anyway, a little bit like dancing. So if the horse moves towards you, you've got your arm there so you can move away from him and you can use him to help a little bit with balance. And of course the instructor is there, but your other hand you're doing grooming and I don't want to talk all day. So tell me when I should stop talking. But what's really interesting is some of the horses don't like some of the grooming tools and they'll tell you that by moving around or maybe swishing their tail. We have a couple of horses that only like the cat brushes. If you've ever felt a cat brush, it's like wire. And I don't get it, but if you use the cat brush, they'll go to sleep. It's pretty awesome. And it's pretty awesome because I'll forget that. And the horse is moving around and we're all like, oh, why is the horse moving around? Oh yeah, we need to change something that we're doing. Hmm. So the goal of, of riding with um, the therapeutic riding with all of our riders, regardless of ability, is independence, riding on your own. Um, we're going to help you navigate the barn, navigate the property, navigate the arena. We've got trails that we take the riders out. Um, and the goal is eventually you have your own horse or maybe you go on vacation, you can ride a horse or ride with friends in the woods. 
gives you uh, a pretty cool freedom. Well, Jenny, yep. thank you so much. That was amazing. Jay, did you have a question for Jenny? I know that you've um, helped other blind people. In, um, have it, they've been totally blind? Have they been are all different facets of blindness? All different facets of blindness. Um, youth, primarily. But um, when we do group lessons, we kind of approach, well, we have a lot of um, trained volunteers to assist us, so we can do a lot of one-on-one. But we teach everybody how the horse is communicating and um, how to handle their horses. That was another thing. I got distracted in the middle of the riding lesson that we were going to have. When you lead your horse, you need to have presence and posture and competence. And maybe you're not going to have that right away because horse is a thousand pounds. But I'm going to be teaching you where you need to carry your head and your shoulders and how you need to walk with intent so that the horse is looking to you as a leader and he's going to follow you when you're leading him safely. And then there's all the benefits of the riding part of your lesson too. It's pretty awesome. Yes, it is. And I can answer specific questions, um, but you guys know everybody, there's such a huge variety in everybody. We just gear our lessons to who we're teaching and what their goals are, what their needs are, what kind of uh, adaptations they might need. In the arena, we've got windows on one side, giant door with sunlight coming through on the other. We could put a radio at one end and have somebody talking at the other end to help people navigate. A lot of options and a lot of fun. And if I didn't thank you already, thank you guys very much for having me here. You're a fun group. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for being here with us. So how does someone go about, I am going to post your information um, because we are broadcasting over all of North America. How do we find the best place to do horse therapy? Once, once you post the link to the um, International Organization for Therapeutic Riding, people can go to that website and type in their location and find certified riding centers and start with that and then go out and visit and kind of be there during lessons and see what kind of feeling you get with the people that are there and um, and go from there. By starting with the International Path Organization, um, you're going to get people who are very receptive and you're going to get facilities that are up to a certain standard. Do you guys have any other questions? I think we have a hand raised. Leslie's hand is raised. Oh, Leslie. Hi, Jenny. Um, Hi, Leslie. So interesting. Hi, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? So good. So when we were in New York and Rochester, I actually went um, to a to a place, and um, you know, I'm not sure if you're involved, and in I think you might be. Um, but it was so interesting to see the horses. We actually got to get on the horses. Um, like you're saying, I actually got to groom one of the horses, and they did the. Um, I can't, it's not coming to me, but with the number, the, the, the alphabet, what is that called again? Um, I'm not sure. When you go from the different letters of the alphabet and the horse does different things. Oh, in the arena. Yes. The letters in the arena. arena? Yeah. Yeah, We have uh, letters around the sides of the arena. And um, when we need to, we put people at each letter and and they can, writers know as they're touching the letters and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yes, it was so interesting to see that. So it was great. Yeah. So that's thanks great. for you what you do. Yeah. Oh, thanks You're for welcome. what you do. Thank you. Are there any more hands raised, Dan? There are not. Okay. Are there any questions for Jenny out there? And again, thank you guys for those that are listening through ACB radio community. Thank you so much for taking the time out to learn about this. I was really blessed. I had a, I was raised around horses. So from the age of six to the age of 14, I had my very own horse and uh, 
it was so whenever I would, whenever I'd have a bad day, yeah. I would just jump on that horse and we would just ride. And uh, sometimes we didn't go slow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we would, yeah, it was so much fun. But Osceola County, that's where you could actually ride a horse through town and uh, not get in trouble. And it's hard to do that nowadays. <laughs> yep, but, still um, out in the country, you still can, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you would actually, um, I remember when I had a friend come in from um, California and she was like, what is that? It's not a bike rack. I'm like, no, that's where you tie your horse. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yep. 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 So, um, I think we have a hand raised, Dan. Yes, we do. Larray Olson. Yes. Hi, Larray. Um, hi. Hi. Um, what is, what's, I'm just curious, what's the oldest um, adult you've ever trained who have, who's had minimal experience on a horse um, who's been totally blind? Totally blind. Um, most of our riders with vision issues have been under the age of 30. So I'm trying to think. I, don't, I wouldn't say that I've had any over that age myself. And I don't know that here at the farm, not for any particular reason. I mean, we certainly aren't going to turn anybody away. Most of our riders come here not having ridden at all. And, and we've certainly had riders in their 80s that we um, assist with riding. And have they had experience before coming to your... Some have and some have not. Oh, okay. Brave if they haven't had uh, experience. Pretty brave. Yeah, I'm just curious. Okay. Thank yeah, you absolutely. for that. There's not an age limit. Yeah, there is no age limit. I think the fear factor as we get older is the fear of recovering from a... You know, if you do fall off of a horse... Yeah, um, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's that inertia and gravity and, you know, bone, <laughs> bone fractures. Because um, uh, yeah. when you get kicked by a horse, I still have, um, when I was, uh, I think I was 11, I got kicked by a horse and I still have on my tibula, I still have an indention from the hoof. So um, I think it's more the fear of what could happen. And it's okay. amazing as we get older, the fear factor gets stronger. It sure does. <laughs> but you know what? We have someone on this call that was, I don't know how long ago Leslie was on a horse, but I just say we only live once. So so wrap yourself in bubble wrap and just go do it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you feel like trying it, they're going to do everything they can and they're not going to put you on. Um, right. Zoro, Zoro's horse and send you <laughs> yeah. off, you know. So um, I think we have a hand raised. Yes, Roberta's hand is raised. Okay, Hi Roberta. There. What's what's happening, Roberta? Um, I, I'm curious about how often do people typically do lessons and what kind of a price range are we talking? Um, our riders can choose to ride every week or every other week. Our lesson price prices are $50 for our therapeutic lessons. So that's $50 a lesson. Um, and that's, we've, we haven't changed that price in um, 15 years. We haven't raised it any. So we're fairly proud of that. I would say around 50 is going to be right around the country, I'm thinking. And that's for us, as for an hour lesson at some places, that's going to be 30 minutes. Um, most places are going to have scholarships available if you need assistance. And um, yeah. 
And then you can ride all year. We're open all year, or you can just uh, pick your season if you'd rather just ride in the summertime, that sort of thing. And is there any kind of eligibility or requirements or guidelines, or is it just self-reporting, or how does that that work? That's a really good and really important question. Um, The centers that are certified by PATH are going to have a uh, collection of paperwork that you'll have to fill out. Your doctor will have to fill out a prescription saying that he thinks it's appropriate for you. And then we bring you in and um, our physical therapists do an evaluation to make sure that they're comfortable that you don't have any conditions that would make it not safe to ride. Um, And those things are, well, there aren't a whole lot of of reasons why you wouldn't be able to ride, but certainly I think maybe that oxygen bottle if we have to carry oxygen around. But I've actually had a a rider who had an oxygen pack and and he rode with his oxygen pack. But um, we have riders and wheelers. there's conditions of the spine, say, where you don't have like zero flexibility or you have uh, rods in, in your spine and that sort of thing that might preclude you from riding. Does that answer? Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you thank for you. that okay. great question. And Jenny, I will definitely be posting your information where those that are listening on ACB community stream and maybe it always happens to me, you know, I'll have a, I'll be speaking with someone and I'm like, oh, if I had only asked this question, We'll make sure to put all your contact information to your Facebook page. And thank you, Jenny, so much for being here. And that's PATH, right? P-A-T-H is the certification we want to make it's sure. The governing have. body. The governing it's body. And it's P-A-T-H, right? That's Path. correct. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you so much, Jenny. Um, we really appreciate it. And um, we would love for you to stick around. But if you need to go play with the horses, uh, <laughs> make sure to give them some carrots. <laughs> I will give them us. carrots from you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I am going to stick with the apples oh, are better. Wonderful. Yeah. Stick around. Apples are good too. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope you guys are really enjoying this um, discussion about balance and how we can make things happen. Um, I just want to stop for just two minutes before we head off to our next speaker. Um, Leslie Spoon, who does a magnificent job keeping us moving. But I want you to know if there happens to be one of my favorite things to do is to dance. And does anybody know, trivia time, the name of the Paralympian who was a who is a bronze medalist for down slalom skiing that was the first dancing with the star blind contestant in 2018 that placed in 12th place out of 20. No answers? Okay. Well, the good news is that I'm going to post it on Facebook, so you'll have to check it out (laughs) because I'm posting their beautiful foxtrot. And it's amazing. She had, uh, Derica, she's from Texas. She lost her sight when she was 13 years old and her dad took her to go snow skiing and then in 2003 or 2004 she met her husband and um they became um tandem skiers and they entered into the uh paralympics and won two gold or no two bronze medals and then what did she do in 2018 but become the first blind Dancing with the Star contestant, and it's just amazing how well she was so graceful across the floor. Um, I had already lost my sight, so I didn't get to 
experience it with my vision, but just listening to the judges and judging her of how her posture and her graciousness and her feet moving and how well they flowed together as a pair was so beautiful. So I am going to post that in Facebook on the ACB community and on our health checkup face group. So thanks for listening about dancing. Don't be afraid. No horses needed to be fed. No prior stretching. Just get Lady A on or your home uh, snowball and um, just turn on some music and let's move them hips. Okay, Darrow. Let's introduce your wonderful guest. Okay, we're going to shift our discussion now to balance from a yoga and personal therapy. Uh, well, actually, I'm going to let Leslie define the proper terms here, but almost like what you can do to uh, improve your balance and, and maybe some pointers as what you can do day, day by day. Uh, so, Leslie, maybe you give us a quick introduction of yourself to start in case anybody doesn't know you. Sure. Thank you, Daryl, and thank you, Terry, for having me today. I really appreciate it. Um, can you guys hear me okay? Loud and clear. Sounds good. Great, great. So I am Leslie Spoon. I live in Orlando, Florida, and um, I'm a personal certified personal trainer and a certified aerobic instructor and yoga instructor. Um, I've been teaching for 25 years, so I got certified through AFA, which is the American Fitness of Aerobics Association. Um, I did that 25 years ago when my vision was much better. Um, I have retinitis pigmentosa, so it degenerates as you age. Um, I'll say I'm seasoned now. So. <laughs> um, so balance is near and dear to my heart, yes. And um, so I taught at many gyms and get, did get certified um, being a personal trainer so, um, and a aerobics instructor when STEP was back in, in the day when we did STEP on a box and with risers and high impact aerobics and cycling. So I'm also a certified cycling instructor. So um, I've kind of done it all. So, but balance to, to talk a little bit about balance, Daryl um, balance, you can do anywhere guys. Um, so balance is really near and dear to everybody's heart being visually, visually impaired or uh, blind because we do need balance. As Terry was saying, uh, when I had low vision back in the day, um, I didn't have a cane or anything and, you know, you'd fall off the curb and you'd have to, you'd have, you'd have those trips and falls and, and people would actually think you were kind of drunk in the middle of the day, which is like, oh my gosh, no, I'm just, you know, can't see that curb anymore. So then you get the cane and the mobility, but, um, from a balanced state of point of view, um, you can do simple things in your home. You can, uh, everybody has a counter in their, in their kitchen or chair. So you can stand at your counter or your chair and hold on and lift one knee up toward your chest so that you're standing on one leg. And so you would lift your knee up toward your chest. And with us being visually impaired and blind, you don't need to see what you're doing and you have better balance because you're centered because you're not looking at your leg or distracted by looking at another person or talking or, you know, anything like that. So, um, so you would just hold that. Um, you know, for about five, five, ten, five, ten seconds, and then bring it back down to start off, and then you're gonna, you know, increase that, increase that, um, that hold as you your balance increases. So you want to start off slow. Anything you do with any kind of exercise, walking, running, 
on a treadmill, a bike, swimming, you want to start off slow because if you start off too fast, you're not going to um, you're not going to stick with it. You're going to start off, stop. Oh, I'm I'm too sore. I can't do it. You know. So you always want to start off slow and then increase your intensity and your duration. Um, so and then if you once you once you have increased that balance by holding your leg up towards your chest, you might be able to take your hand off the counter. You know and stand on one leg, you know, and, and it's just, you know, awesome when you get that point, you know, like, yay. So that's one, one exercise. Um, you can also take your leg out to the side, um, and hold onto the counter and balance with your outer thigh. So there's so many muscles that you can do with balance. Um, so your, you know, your quadricep, which is your top part of your leg, you know, your butt, your glutes, you know, and so you can then eventually increase this by again letting go of the chair or the counter um it sounds like you know, this type of exercise one. is go really ahead. good for the s- stairs this would be you'd really get a lot of benefit from this particular exercise on the stairs in your house am i right about that um you would yes yes if you have stairs maybe just a couple front steps because i know as people trip on that yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, you know, and another thing, uh, Daryl, is just sitting in your chair. You don't even have to stand. Sit in your chair and rotate your ankles, you know, in a circle, and then flex your foot and point your toe so that you build up your ankles. Because as we age, our, you know, our bones are deteriorating, especially in women with osteopenia and osteoporosis, you know, um, so that's another another way to strengthen the ankles and strengthen strengthen those muscles, you know, because we do when we do go down steps or up steps, you're using those, the ankles and you know the feet and the knees and everything. So you really want to strengthen that, all that that leg, you know. When you do the exercise where you raise your leg to the side, I'm just trying to picture that that basically your leg would be at a 45 degree angle to the ground as you did this exercise off to your side, would that be right? Your leg would come out to the side, yes, at a 45 degree, and then you lift off the ground. So you, you would not, your leg would not be on the ground. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And you'd go, you'd go. Yeah. And, and then you're going to hold on to the counter. And then, and then you can even lift it a little bit higher. So you could even start with just pointing your toe on the floor and then lift up a little bit and touch the floor and then lift a little higher and hold it. Oh, I so there's see. many okay. exercises there. Yeah. So, and then when you get, you know, when you, when you feel that your balance is good, you can let go of the counter and just don't touch the floor and lift your leg out to the side. And I assume you all know, these I exercises. Do an exercise. Go ahead. Go ahead, Leslie. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I do an exercise where I stand on one leg and my right leg goes up and down out to the side. So it's going up and down. So I'm working my outer thigh, which is your abductor muscle, ABD muscle. And I'm assuming oh. you should alternate left and right leg in this, right? Yeah, yeah. You're going to do, yes, you're going to do your right and then your left. You always want to be balanced. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want one side, you don't want one side to be, be stronger than the other. So, yes. And, and people are going to be different. One side's going to be weaker than another side. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just be, you know, be strong and be consistent and, and be patient with yourself is what I'd say. You know, any other exercises that you can do in the home? Oh yeah, there's tons. Um, you can squat, but you need to squat correctly. Again, you can hold on to a counter, or if you have a resistance ball, you can put the resistance ball behind your back up against the wall, and you 
you always want to make sure that your feet are shoulder width apart and then you're going to squat down. You can use using the ball, you can squat down using that ball so the ball stays against the wall and you squat with the the ball goes down the wall as you're squatting. So to make sure your knees do not go over your toes when you squat. So that's the main thing. When you're squatting, learning squats, you want to make sure that your knees do not go over your toes so that you don't hurt your knees. Good advice, and I may have um, done that sin. I may have done that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much everybody does. And you want to act like you're sitting on a... Um, well, we're on the ACD radio, so you want to think about you're, you're sitting you're sitting towards a chair all that way. So you there don't want to touch the chair. Yeah, you don't want to touch the chair, but you want to act like you're almost going to... Like somebody's taking the chair away from you. You know, like it's it's there, but it's not really there. So you want to... That's... That's the perfect squat. You know, a lot of people do squats and they're thinking, oh my God, I'm squatting, I'm squatting, but my legs are hurting and my calves are hurting and my shins are hurting. And it really has nothing to do with any of that. It's your butt, which is your glutes, your hamstrings, and your quads and your core. So one of the things my physical therapist was working with me because my doctor's like, "Um, yeah, you're going to go to PT. I'm like, what are you talking about? I I like, Mm -hmm. you know, was walking like between five to 10 miles before, you know, this all happened. He Mm -hmm. goes, Oh, you don't understand. So my physical therapist would actually put a chair behind me and be like, Mm -hmm. okay, now sit now up, Mm -hmm. now sit now. And And I wasn't allowed to sit longer than a millisecond. Like I would touch the chair. Um, But the Uh trick was finding the right angle of the chair at the right height. And then once I got that, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. I think maybe if we talked about, you know, it needs to be like almost a 90 degree angle. Um, it does. And that's why I said the ball. If you have a ball, a resistance ball, which I know a lot of people don't, but you can also just do it, you know, just make sure, like you're saying, you always want to stay at 90 degrees and uh, you want your chest to be lifted. So you're not leaning forward. So you're not top heavy when you do right. a squat. So if your feet are shoulder width apart, you're sitting back. And I also put my arms out straight in front of me, and then I'm sitting back in the chair. And I'm actually doing it right now so I can exactly tell you how to do it correctly. So I put my arms out in front of me, shoulder width height, so the right out chest height, shoulder height. And then I sit back into that chair so that my knees are going back, not forward. So I'm feeling my quads and my glutes and my hamstrings. My arms help me because now... I'm not going forward because if you have your hands down by your sides, when you squat or lean over, actually, and also in everyday life, if you're leaning over to pick up a box, most people lean and now might see how my voice changes. I have now touched the floor with my chest forward, which is incorrectly for a squat. Oh. I don't know if you saw how my voice changed. Yes, we did. Yeah. So now watch, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a correct squat. I'm sitting back in the chair. I can still talk to you. So I'm sitting back. My butt's going back towards that chair. It's not touching the chair. I'm staying at 90 degrees with my legs. Now watch, I'm going to do an incorrect squat. I'm going to go over. I'm touching the floor now, which is incorrectly because my (laughs) chest has come forward and my knees have come over my toes now, which is really incorrect. And you're going to have big time knee issues. So a lot of people do not squat correctly. So if you're not a person, if you're a person that does not know how to squat, I would suggest really um, working at getting your feet shoulder width apart and just hovering off the chair 
sitting back into the chair. When I say hover, you can even put your hands by the chair, lift your butt off the chair, and come back down. But don't lean forward. So you got to say, keep your core tight, act like a string is pulling you from your head up towards the ceiling. So you have this string that pulls you up towards the ceiling, and you lift up, and you come back down to the chair. I would say that's how you want to start to learn how to do your squats until you can get to where you can stand up and do squats. That was so so helpful. I love the description. And just remember, everyone, before you start any form of exercise, you should always communicate with your medical team. And don't be scared to talk to your doctor and say, you know, I'm concerned with my um, balance. Um, You'll see how quickly they'll get a physical therapy consult. Uh, for you. And you may not have to go several times. Um, I know right now with the limitations that we have in our new world, um, you may not be able to go to the gym, but that doesn't mean that physical therapy may not be able to come to you. And of course, we have Leslie, which um, Leslie, what day of the week, what is shorter, the day of the week you don't have an exercise or yoga <laughs> stretching class? <laughs> well, I do I do classes every week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Um, so I do two yoga classes on the community, on the ACB community. So yoga, easy chair yoga on Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern and full flexibility today, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, which is no, there's no um, chair. We're on the floor. So that's, um, we do pose to pose to pose, which is called sun salutation yoga. So we do that on Wednesdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we do resistance training. So we do an upper body and we always do our glutes and our quads and our uh, ankle circles and, you know, make sure everybody's getting some balance in their life. So I'd love to have everybody. And Tuesdays and Thursdays are at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. So, yeah. Well, I'm just... I'm going to find out where you and Dan are because you're only about 45 minutes from my home and I'm just going to be with oh. you in your living room. Can we do that? I'm in Claremont. That, so I'm not the... <laughs> you're not too far away from me. Yes. Yes. I, 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 I had my own women's gym, so I do have some of my equipment here in my house. So I had a, I had my own women's gym for five years. Um, and then I brought the equipment to my house. So my ladies come, my friends that were clients now are my friends. They come to my house and we work out. So, oh yeah. well, you can definitely tell you're very passionate, and I okay, cannot wait you. for um, a national convention because, as you know, I'm new to the organization, and I'll be like flamingo pose, everybody, for balance on the left leg, <laughs> <laughs> flamingo <laughs> pose on the right leg. <laughs> we should make sure we do that at the Florida Hybrid Convention, so that there, way we can do go. it at national. <laughs> Right, right. I'll be yes. like, and Leslie, taught, let's do yeah. it. <laughs> right, right. And I do teach at National, and I'll be teaching again this year at National, you know, virtually. So, um, oh, you know, awesome. through, the, through ACB Women. Yeah, I, I've been teaching, whew, I can't even remember how many years it's been now. But I teach um, the ACB Women. Um, I'm I'm involved with them, uh, committee, the American Council of the Blind. And we do we do yoga ladies is what I teach during National. So, this year, it'll what be is Wednesday, yoga Pilates? Well, we combine yoga and Pilates. So it's <gasps> called, I, oh, I, na- okay. I named it. So it's my name. So it's yoga Pilates. So okay. So everybody, yeah. mark that down. Copyrighted yeah. by Leslie Spoon. 
<laughs> yoga, yoga lotties. Yoga lotties. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's my term, my terminology. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Are there yeah. any questions for Leslie, Dan? We got any hands up? There are no hands raised. Uh, no hands raised. Remind you all if you want to raise your hand. On a PC, you press Alt-Y. On a Mac, you press Option-Y. On a smartphone, there's a More button in the lower right corner with Raise Hand underneath. And on a landline phone, press Star 9. And we do have a hand raised now by Colleen Kitagawa. Oh, thank you, Dan. Hey, Leslie, it's Colleen. Hi, Colleen, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I've got a question good. for you. Um, I want to get back to yoga classes, so hopefully. Soon. I know we're but missing you. Yes, I know we're missing you. My, thank you. But I have a question for you um, that you said with being a personal trainer. Um, do you ever do like one on one? I was thinking of contacting because I'd like to I do, do the treadmill mm -hmm. with someone and and sure, do definitely. some stretches because I've been. Yeah, I've been having muscle problems in my upper leg and it has been affecting. I mean, I still walk, but unfortunately I've had to cut down walking. And so, yeah, I just wanted to talk to you about that. And so, yeah, I just sure, want to yeah, know you charge. Do you charge? I don't, I don't charge. I don't charge. Um, it's, okay. it's my, it's my gift. It's my gift to everybody. So I don't charge. Um, okay. If you feel like you want to do anything, I'll take a gift card, you know, Starbucks, okay. but I don't, okay. I don't expect that. That's not what I expect. I it's my trade and I love it. So I, you know, if I can pass it on to somebody else, it's, it's, it makes me put a, it puts a smile on my face. So get with okay, me. I'll, we'll see what we can do. You're okay, probably not going to want to run with. Yeah. And you're probably not going to want to do treadmill with me. So when you do treadmill, let me know because I run. So. I'm sorry. Say that one more time. I was on, I'm on a Metro. What'd you say, Leslie? Uh, let me know when you want to, when you're up to doing treadmill, because I run on the treadmill. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, I do the okay. treadmill and I can go pretty fast, but probably not. Oh, so you just run? Okay. We'll do biking then. I, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. We, we might want to bike. Yeah. Cause I run, I don't walk on my treadmill. I run. So. Okay. Perfect. Well, I'll give you a call yeah. then because I have your information. Call me, so please. thank you. Good. Okay. Thank, oh, thank you. you. Thanks. And just to share with everybody, um, I know there's a community call that's on Saturdays for accountability um, regarding um, healthy living and stuff like that. And I believe there's a young gentleman by the name of Nolan that's trying to start up a move it club where people can get together to do stuff like we were just discussing, you know, walk the treadmills together, run the treadmills, ride the bikes, and also connect with electronic devices, which this morning I just ordered my watch. So I am holding myself accountable by having um, my, um, watch so I can achieve my circles or whatever it is. Rings, <laughs> they call it rings. <laughs> rings. Good for you. Oh. Yeah. Good yeah. for you, Terry. So we'll get to, we'll have to get together when COVID, you know, when we can see each other and get together and work out, I'd love to meet you and, oh, and, yeah. and do a workout with you. Yeah. Oh my do goodness. With you. Yeah. But I'm more of the dancer. I, uh, I do a body groove. Have you heard about her? I have, I have. Oh, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's more my style. That uh, <laughs> all those different yoga positions, I'm I'm flexible, but uh, I uh, I'm a you know getting to the point where I can get down there, but give me a minute to get up. 
There you go. There you go. Well, well we can do both. You, you can teach me some dance and I'll teach you some yoga. Please. Okay. Sounds fantastic. Well, Leslie, is Sounds there anything great. else you want to tell the community? And um, again, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. I know we have class at four today. Um, four o'clock today. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I just want to say, you know, just one more thing. Sorry, Terry. I just want to say, you know, just don't give up, guys. It's the new year. It's always the new you. It's resolutions. Don't make a big resolution. Make it small. And then once you accomplish that, then then advance it. You know, start. don't start and stop. That's the worst thing you can do. Because once you stop, it's like anybody can have an excuse for anything. I can't do this. I can't do that. I don't have the time. Even if you come into my class for five or ten minutes, that's great. You have the first step is just coming in, you know. And I think um, running together, walking together, biking, I'm all for that. So if anybody wants to call me and get with me, they can reach out to ACB community and get my information and we can see if we can bike or run or whatever together. Definitely. And I have a stationary bike. So um, anybody wants to chat and and bike, Mm -hmm. um, give us a call. And as everyone knows, um, we do have an email, healthcheckupacb at gmail.com. And we also have a Facebook page um, that you can join our health checkup Facebook group and um, we'll put up some information and I'll put the video of Derica up there doing her foxtrot. It was just an amazing, beautiful um, performance. And where has this hour gone, Jay and Darrow? Just flown by. It was so interesting in my opinion. It was great. I know. Jay, are you still here? Do you have any questions for Leslie? Uh Uh-oh. Did we lose Jay? Did he get a call? Is Jenny still here? Jenny is here. Jenny, thank you again for being here with us. Um, Is there anybody in the community, in the Zoom room, any last minute questions before we head off and talk about what we're going to discuss next week? Last. Is it possible for Leslie real quickly to talk about any tricks to go up like one or two steps with no railing? Is there any tricks we should know about to do that? To go upstairs, um, that's Daryl? Yes, yep. Was that there? Okay, yeah. Um, I would just say really, really strengthen your hamstrings and your glutes. Really do a lot of exercises if you don't have any handles before you even tackle the step, going up the step um, without a handrail. What I would do is, is, again, hold on to a chair or the counter, and you can curl your heel towards your butt for a hamstring curl. You can also take your leg straight back. You turn your toe at 45 degrees and, and take your leg straight back so you'll work your glute. You can also do um, the squats, which is wonderful, or a lunge, which we didn't get into, but I would not recommend starting with lunges again if you're not familiar with the lunge because same thing with the knee issue. Um, so really work the hamstring, the quad, the glute, and then you should be, you know try one step, baby steps again. Do one step, go back down then maybe take your next step, you know, one, two, and then Mm -hmm. go back down, you know, but you're going to really use your quads. Try not to lean too far forward in anything you do in life, because again, you're using, you're pushing your knees over your toes. Even if you're putting up dishes, really stretch and push, you know, use your shoulders, use your back. So, I mean, I can go into a lot more, but (laughs) come to my resistance. (laughs) Thank you, Leslie. Yeah. 
And thank you guys for having me on. I, you know, this is near and dear to my heart. I love exercise. So I'm a, I'm an exercise junkie. I exercise about 12 hours out of the day. So. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, our bodies so, were not made to sit still. They were made to no, move, move, move. To move. Yes. Move, move, move. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you definitely have inspired me. Jay, how about you? I think it's great. great I know. News. I want to go ride a horse and um, go do some yoga and not do it all in one day and just take it one day at a time, one step at a time. Well, I'm horsing around with this stuff. No (laughs) way. Hey, 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 it's all going to be okay. (laughs) Um, We didn't even get into the health benefits of yoga. So I think, um, Leslie, if you don't mind coming back and talking about yoga, um, and really focus on the physiological um, effects and the positiveness of circulation, the lymphatic system. Um, you know, we would love to have you back again. I'd love to come back. Thank you so, so much. Oh, I you're so welcome. I think we got a hand popped up. Yes, we have a hand from Circle. Hello there. Hi, our friend from Finland. We have an international caller today. It's been a great show, and I've enjoyed listening. Um, you talk, Terry talked about dancing, and uh, just uh, want to encourage people who don't usually dance and how no, like especially I think blind people who have been born blind, and uh, no one tells them like how to dance and how to move correctly or well, there's no correct way i think but uh uh one once we uh with uh masur, masur colleagues talked about this uh being shy about dancing and not kind of being afraid that others would stare at us like hey you're looking weird that you're dancing this dancing is such a great way of keeping your balance and um <clears throat> so we thought hey why don't you do it in a like in at home uh put some music on that really inspires you it gets you moving like you said like keep on moving 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 <laughs> so um i once this uh did this um made a long long playlist and uh thought i'll dance for a few songs and um well guess how long i danced um two hours three and a half wow <laughs> that's incredible. i wasn't even tired <laughs> and it's i just followed i, I don't care what it looked like because i cannot i'm a musician but i can't there are many musicians can't dance actually but <laughs> i didn't care but it it was great and um yeah so this was just to encourage people like to dance you don't you don't have to look great and graceful just keep doing it <laughs> exactly yeah. just yeah. allow the music to um enter to inspire your body you. and yeah. ex- inspire you Thank you so much for calling in all the way from Finland, everybody. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Thank you. And one more thing. Yes. Um, If you want to exercise your balance. So uh, there are many people who train, like you were talking about standing on on one leg. So 
try to brush your teeth and uh, stand on one leg. That's a good exercise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doing dishes, folding clothes. Yep, I'm yep, always yep. doing the flamingo pose, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so thanks for a great show. Oh, thank you for participating. And I did not plan this, but you led us right into our topic for next week. Um, For next Wednesday, we are going to start a series. So we are changing for 2021 the letter T in health. As we know, health is an acronym. H is home, E is emergency, A is attitude, L is lifestyle. And for 2021, T is going to be trauma followed with the H being hot topics. So next week, we're going to start talking about trauma. And the first trauma we're going to talk about is all, what exactly does trauma, how does it affect our body? And we're not talking about needing a helicopter. We were in a car accident. Uh Uh-oh. Alexa, stop. (laughs) Are Are we off stream? Uh, not yet. So we want okay. to say, say goodbye to our streamers, I think. Okay. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. We're going to start our trauma series and talk about how music helps us deal with trauma recovery. So everyone on the stream, thank you so much for being here. Stay tuned. See us on Facebook. Email us on Facebook. Email us at um, healthcheckupacbgoogle.com. And thank you. And we'll see everybody next week. Jay, Darrow, any last seconds? Nope. That's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Keep everything in balance.